Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of Pillows and Beer. Last week's episode was so much fun to record. I hope that y'all had as much fun listening to it as Craig and I did talking about it. Um, honestly, had so, so much fun. Craig, what do you think? Yeah, it was great. It's good to be back on here consistently, you know, spreading our random stuff that happens in our brain and sharing it with you guys. We love hearing from you. Engagement's gotten really, really high. We're going to read a lot of that to you a little later. And uh, we just enjoy being here with you guys. So thanks for letting us into your, your AirPods, your homes, your speakers, your old school headphones. Definitely. Um, I think that you hit the nail on the head where it's fun, where every week we have Nick will reach out to us and be like, people are asking about this and commenting on this. And, and uh, it's fun for me too, Craig. I don't know about you, but, but when we talk about something on the podcast, right? So for instance, last week was Brennan Frazier or something like that. And I saw something that popped up and then I had to post about him. And it, and it was kind of like a, if you know, you know, kind of thing, because we talked about how Brendan Frazier is the worst slash best actor in Hollywood. And uh, it's fun. It's fun to post things like that, in my opinion, where, One where of my things that we talk about and then, you know, people like engage with it. I love it. Right. And they know what you're talking about. And you're like, oh, if you, know, you know, I love seeing when people listen in their car and it's on their like LCD screen and it's our cover photo for like the for the podcast. I think that's really cool when people listen on, on road trips and on their commutes. Um, this makes it official, which I guess it is official. This is our 26th episode. So I think we should probably think this is a real thing. Which I know, I know, but, but still, I mean, it's tough, right? It's tough to, it's like, it's tough because basically it's just two buddies that are bullshitting around and we're having a blast doing it and, and talking about this and that. So sometimes, yeah, of course it's, it's like tough to sit here and think that you're like, wait, wait, this is something that we do, you know, weekly and people listen to this and like they ask for it when it's not here. And, and, uh, I just love that. I love it. So 25 episodes in and feeling, feeling quite strong, Craig, strong to quite strong. Well, something synonymous with our podcast is drinking. Uh, what are you drinking today? Tell all our listeners often, because I can hear the ice in your cup. Over there. Yeah. Okay. Well, that means that my microphone is of good, good quality. So recently, Craig, of course, guys, before I even prep, like I need to preface this. Of course, I love beer and craft beer is my favorite. When we go to new places, you know, with Chicago, I was off the rails about, about trying the beers that I'd heard about and, and forgot about and et cetera, et cetera. So, but I now love drinking tequila, repo and soda, uh, whether it be Topo Chico or LaCroix, I am uh, now kind of my go-to is a tequila repo soda. Well, yeah, which is also called ranch water, which I hate the name of it. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so it's with with a splash of lime. Like you got to squeeze a lime in it and makes it a ranch water. So Topo Chica, tequila, and ranch water. Topo Chica for people that are not listening. I mean, I'm new to it, but Jerry and Amanda, my two partners, drink it all the time. It's just a, a fancy sparkling water, I guess. Um, See, I don't even know if it is fancy. I think it's just from like a certain part of the country. I mean, people are going to correct us on this, and, and you know what makes it beautiful. You know what? I'm going to look it up. Really good. I don't know if I'm supposed to think it's good because it's in a glass bottle. I don't really know, but it is really good. So, yeah, ranch water is taking the country by storm. I would have called it anything else because when I hear the word ranch, I think about ranch flavoring, like ranch Of course. Dressing. Yeah, and that's it's what I thought, too. I think about in a drink, um, but oh, that's God. good. That's a, It's actually really healthy 
for you. So, uh, or not. It's the, it's the least unhealthy drink for you. I right, right, right. And that's actually what I'd heard, which is why I drink it, right? Because Craig, I'm gonna be honest, after we went to Chicago and Minnesota, that's when I came back and I was like, I must've drank 284 beers during that week. And I felt just like a bloated asshole. And so when we got back, I was like, I need to drink something that's so non-invasive. And that's kind of when I came upon tequila and not that I'd, you know, not been into tequila prior, but I didn't really want to drink it at a bar or, but now I love it. Now I love it. I just do. Well, I'm on this like collecting wine kick and I'm obsessed with it. And, uh, I love Hall. Hall's my favorite vineyard. Uh, they have a wine that they make called like circa 1886, which I've talked about here. Favorite wine, um, in the country right now, but I recently signed up for a wine subscription, uh, service. So I just get a case of like this, this week was like Spanish reds that you're supposed to refrigerate, which I love. And I'm like, I need a way to display all this wine. I don't really know, but yeah, I'm doing a big chilled, chilled red fan, Craig. And, and that might be an unpopular opinion out there. Once again, I'm sure it's something that you and I disagree on and that the fans that are listening are like, Half are probably like, oh my gosh, I only drink chilled red wine. And 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 you love that, Craig. I know that. And I'm not the biggest fan of chilled red, but you know what? I'll drink anything. So I was Googling it and there's some reds that are supposed to be refrigerated or chilled a little bit. And so I got a case of them. It's fantastic. Um, and a monster rehab because I'm having trouble regulating my body temperature because I was in Vegas this weekend for the first time. <laughs> And I cannot wait to dive into this Vegas. I was trip. actually just talking to someone on the phone and we were FaceTiming and I was like, hold on, I need to take my sweatshirt off. And I took my sweatshirt off during the phone call and then put it back on. And now it's off. So um, it's not my AC's, AC's fault. But uh, yeah, we both had big travel weekends, um, which I'm excited to get into. Uh, I do want to tell everyone we have a in scream, <laughs> extremely, extremely, we have an extremely um, special guest <laughs> on our podcast next week. His name is the one and only Damon John, the founder of FUBU and so much more. He's one of the main stars and judges on ABC's Shark Tank. And yeah, everyone knows Damon John. He's uh, he's an incredible entrepreneur and uh, I think someone that me and Austin both strive to be one day. I've actually been to his office uh, at the Shark Group. Um, and talked to his right-hand man when we were starting our business. Me and Jerry went there, and I don't know. I've listened to. A, I don't know if it's going to be creepy to tell him this, but I've listened to uh, some of his podcasts before, and one's called like "How I Made It." Um, and just Dude, always been someone I look up. Creepy. That's flattering. That's yeah. that's uh, you know that's that's uh, what a guest would 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 want to hear. So yeah. So Damon John, the founder of Fubu, star. I'm kind of uh, nervous. Dark Tank. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous because because like you know you guys told me about this right because this was like a Jerry thing. Jerry Jerry told me maybe he told you prior to me, and I was like, oh my god, I am gonna have all of my folders out with all of my numbers. So when he starts asking me about like you know margins and stuff, I'm not like frozen on the spot like in Shark Tank because I have a feeling that like that is just his default setting. Like he can't help but to just be a shark of an entrepreneur. So he'll be asking us all sorts of questions, and I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit! That's so, a good point. So, like, even though we're not pitching him, be like, "Oh, Austin has a beer company." He's like, "Yeah, what were your what was your return on investment?" Exactly, exactly. So I need to be like on it because he is going to eviscerate me, um, you know, and 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 not like intentionally, but just because that's you know that's that's 
his default setting. He's a, That's his he's persona. A cool shark though, uh, Shark Tank and weirdly um, Greed are two shows like uh, America Greed, American Greed. I can have in the background of my TV playing um, to relax. But yeah, so we're really excited to interview Damon. Uh, we're going to interview him in a few days for next week's podcast, and we're also extremely flattered to have him on because you know it'll be our twenty seventh episode, and so far we've only had our good friends on, you know, we've at least had a rapport with them prior to interviewing them. So we've already like all of like the nervousness is out of the way. We just kind of have to make it interesting. But with Damon, it'll be the first time that we're interviewing someone that we really don't know. Um, but we know him from, you know, TV and no, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And, uh, I am excited. I'm excited more than nervous. So that's, that'll come out. Um, what next Wednesday, Nick, that'll be on at, well, that's up to you guys. No, no, because this is our first scheduled podcast. Correct. So. Yes, we are interviewing with him this Friday, and the podcast will be out next Wednesday. Okay, that's right. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. You know, this is one of those things, right, where Craig and I can normally be like, all right, let's jump on at 6, and then 6 turns into 7, or maybe we don't do it on Monday, we do it on Tuesday. But this is a, this is a set interview with Mr. John and uh yeah dude it's gonna be great it's gonna be great so i hope that everyone is excited for that as excited as we are to interview him we're gonna try our best to make it a unique interview i'm sure he's been interviewed a million times and um we will uh i'm excited so we've got damon coming on next week and uh i don't know speaking of tv shows i uh i just just finished um Outer Banks season two, so we won't Me do too. any spoilers on here. But did you finish it, Austin? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <clears throat> what was your watch schedule? Because I can tell you mine. It was in three separate blocks. Mine too. Okay. So, so the first two episodes stressed me out, Craig. So I had to stop. Yeah. I was like, Same. oh my god. I was like, this is nonstop action. This isn't fun anymore because, like, I'm like, I'm like. This is my, I've gone up, down, up, down. And I stopped watching the second one on the plane because I was just like, I yes. can't handle this right now. Me too. And that's exactly what happened to me. Craig, speaking my language because I was watching, I was like, oh my God, that first episode. And then episode two, yeah, it was just so much. And I was like, nothing is going right. Nothing is going right. And, and, and I was like, how can this sustain for 10 episodes? So definitely the first two, and then I fired through three through six, I think, and then last night I I went seven to ten, so like, like that. I was uh, and in classic Outer Banks moments, you definitely have like the happy tears, some st- extreme stress, but like you definitely still have your moments throughout this season where you're gonna be. This is why I watch this show. So I watched first two on the way to Vegas. Then I was up front on the plane on the way back, like on those seats we sat in coming from New York, Austin. And so I put up my iPad and just lounged. Yep. Three through six. Um, And then when I got home, I thought it was only an eight episode order. So I watched seven and eight on my couch and then went upstairs and realized that it was nine and 10. And then I watched nine and 10 last night as I was falling in bed. But I didn't want to finish it, but I was like, whatever. There's going to be no better time than right now. So. The same as me, by the way, where when I got to the end, I was like, okay, I'm not just going to fire through this. I'm going to get in the perfect cozy like hoodie and sweats. I'm going to pour myself a glass of red. I'm going to really like sink in and like watch this episode and, and enjoy it because I'm not going to get Outer Banks for the next, what, you know, 18 months probably. I mean, 
That's the problem with Netflix is that they give it to you all at once rather than like a week by week and then you can crush it as fast as you want. And all of a sudden you're like, well, now that that's over, what, what, uh, what do we got? I'm going to reach out to Fran and Rhea actually from Chicks in the Office because they do recaps of all of these shows and they know the appropriate way to not spoil. So I'm going to ask them what the appropriate time for us to wait is before we can do like a deep dive in. Like whether I'd say like a month from here because I definitely have like a, a favorite episode, a I favorite too. moment. Like and and I have some critiques for sure. Right. Where, where all of a sudden I was like. The first season wasn't so much as like a teen romance drama, right? It kind of became that in the end. And season two was definitely more of like an OC with treasure. I was a lot angrier this season than <clears throat> the first. But again, we don't want to spoil anything. There's, It's great. I just, there was some behavior from some of the the characters that I was like, fuck this shit. Like this, I've dealt with someone like you before in my life. And I'm just as angry as dealing with it in my personal life as I am right now, which. Okay. So who, who, uh, who was your favorite? So did your favorite character change from season one to season two? No, because my favorite will always be JJ. Oh, JJ. Okay. That's interesting because I, I thought that your favorite and in, in season one was John B. I mean, that, that, that's what I thought. I, I no, I mean, he was great, but like, I love JJ. Cause yeah. I kind of like relate to him. I don't know why. But. Um, Key was pissing me off this season. Well, that's why I don't want to like, I don't want to spoil it, but that's why I turned off. That's why I stopped watching my first time because of something that Key did, but that's all we'll tell you. Um, I know that Wraith is a villain, but like super impressed with like his character arc and where he came from season one. And, and he kind of wasn't even in it much in season one. Right. I, I mean, he was, but hell in season two. Is. What? Dude, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying that you know, Rafe is in it <laughs> more than he was in season one. Yeah, he was until he he almost. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll we'll um. <laughs> okay. No we'll snow tomorrow. Yeah, and there's no until right. No, Outer Banks was great. Um, I'm happy that they have you know an extended purchase order with Netflix. Um. And I also started Ted Lasso season two, which is my happiest show, I think. It'll just, it just is. Ted Lasso is amazing. It's on Apple TV. Um, I'm in love with Keely, the girl on the show. And, um, and I actually look for, like, I bring out, or like, I, I pick up on her personality traits and like people I'm talking to. I don't know. I love Keely. How do you feel about Ted Lasso, Austin? We already had this talk. Remember, I I was like, watched? nope. I haven't finished season one to be honest. Oh, so you're yeah. not a fan. I I am a, a marginal like I I get it. You know that that it all came from from Jason Sudeikis being funny on on NBC Sports when they announced that they were picking up soccer and and and, and those were really really funny to me. I watched those over and over and laughed my ass off. Those you know commercials where he was like. Well, you know, I don't know much about football or soccer, you know, whatever that y'all call it, but, uh, and like those, you know, are funny. And then they made an entire show about it. I watched the first couple episodes. I don't know. I, I think that I should get around to it because you've recommended it so, so much to me and I should just watch it. There's some like love stories in it. That's why I like it. Okay. Um, and then I'm looking at some of our, our emails and messages. Looks like we briefly talked about buying sex toys on Amazon for this listener. Uh, emailed Did us. 
Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it because I was like, I can't, like, I can't read you all of my recent orders from Amazon because they're oh, that's amazing. But also, it's because we were like, I can't walk into a sex shop, or I would be too like shy to walk into a sex shop right now, especially with all of our business blasting on the internet all the time. And it's like, so Craig was just in the store and bought this, 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 this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Craig, Craig is a low key freak, y'all, and I hope that everyone has picked up on this from. 25 episodes of our podcast it's too funny that craig's like i can't read you all my amazon orders and i can't tell you the last time i i i don't order but i don't order toys but maybe maybe i should they're fun to share with your partner they're fun (laughs) that is a damn good way of putting it craig yeah no seriously i mean and it's kind of exciting when you like when you're with someone and you're like you like you give them the the freedom or like they're, you're, you make them comfortable to be like, wait, I'm suggesting that you use this toy. And they're like, wait, some guys are like too insecure and like don't want me to do it. Some guys are just like, no, like I think it would be awesome if you did this. And then they're like, well, I want to do it too. And then it's just like, it's a fun world to explore. I encourage it to everyone. Shit. But that's I what mean. this email is about. It says like, I work with a leading sexual wellness brand, Satisfier. Was listening to your recent podcast episode. We'd love to send over a variety of sex products for you both to try out. Since I know you mentioned you can't go in person to a sex store anymore, Satisfier's marquee product, the Pro 2, has sold over $25 million since 2016. But it's um, it's a girl. Hold on. Hold on. Is this the toy that, that we always see uh, on Instagram? That it's right? Like- Where it's like, you know, some, like, some woman just gave it the best review of all time. And she's like, fuck a man. This toy, literally, my sheets were absolutely soaked. I had to... And it's like this review went absolutely viral. I mean, it has to be. It well, has to it's be. It's like the Very- one where it like blows air. Like it looks like a little like circle. It's oh it's wait, like- if this is the one that they're paid advertising is insane. I don't know if it's that one, but it's very similar because it's no, like I the new this like, one was pink. massage. The one on Instagram has one that sucks. And no, they haven't. <laughs> no, no, like well, yeah. You mean it's good or or it's bad? No, like <laughs> yeah. it sucks or it sucks. It's the second one. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the reviews are always like, I don't need a boyfriend, or like, I read this review and you're right. Like, yeah. And um, they're graphic, and girls are like, holy shit, girl. If that's what happened, like, get me two of them. But yes, in response to this listener, sure, send it to me. We'll see what happens. Please. Um, uh, I, I had to move, re- you know, recently, Craig, in, in June, and my parents kind of came to help me move, and like, there, there was kind of like a forgotten drawer and they opened it and were like, um, we'll, we'll let you deal with this. I was like, oh my God. I feel like <laughs> I would only, yeah, I feel like I've seen it. I don't know. But. Yeah. I, uh, and and it, you know, it's not like a lot, but I was like, oh Jesus. And I was like, let's just throw this all away. Honestly, like this deserves to be thrown away. Let's start fresh. So please send me this, this Satisfiers Marquee product, the pro, okay. The pro two from satisfiers and to be honest this isn't even an ad it's just uh, a fan i think that would like to send me a sex toy and you know what, craig i need it i need why it. not it'll go on my like gifting table it'll be great <laughs> oh my gosh um <laughs> when girls leave you know you give them like a pro to every every girl that leaves oh, jesus i'm sorry for your experience no that would be terrible <laughs> Actually, um, I thought you said that you were into that, but here's a pro two uh, for your troubles. Um, yeah, it's the new uh, it's the new um, Derek Jeter basket. 
We just oh like, my god! And haven't we all heard about that? That is too funny. All right, so guys, we are going to take a commercial break before Craig and I dip into our weekend activities. Craig, you are on the hot seat. Coming up next. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. One of my first games was against Michael Rappaport. He unfortunately beat me, but I cannot wait to get some revenge. And that is the great part about this daily fantasy. It's me versus Stat Hero or whoever they have representing them. Not me versus a thousand Joe Blows. So I'm waiting for you, Rappaport, when the NFL comes up here in the next few months. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. So go to stathero.com slash pillows and beer. Sign up for free, and right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash pillows and beer. That's stathero, S-T-A-T-H-E-R-O dot com slash pillows and beer. Summer's almost over and responsibility is about to rear its head. Get ahead of reality and get life insurance done now. With Policy Genius, you can get free quotes in minutes. If someone relies on your financial support, whether it's a child, aging parent, or even a business partner, you need it. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. So why compare? You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. And you could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies. So you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of services are in Policy Genius thousands of five star reviews across Trustpilot and Google. And eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement for a simple phone call. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos, and Bestow. So here's how it works. Getting started is easy. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. So head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 26 of Pillows and Beer, as always, with Craig. When we finished and went to commercial, 
um, we were talking about our weekends and as much fun and as much went on in my weekend, I just feel like Craig might have had a bit more, uh, a, a different sort of weekend. And uh, I haven't had a chance to catch up with you, Craig, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear about this. Yeah, I'm sure you had fun too, but you've done that before. Vegas was my, my first time. So I was, I hadn't been that excited for a trip in a long time uh, to the point where like I packed the night before I woke up at 5 a.m. was on the airport, you know, on time. Like I was like, who is this person? But um, I even like, yeah, who is this Craig? I even like cleaned up the house to be like, you know, so it was clean when I came home. I was just pumped. So it's the best feeling ever, by the way. Yeah. Coming home to a clean home is like, especially when you know that you're going to party for the weekend, like, and then you just want to walk inside and have it be like, okay, my blanket is folded. My bed is made. Everything is where it should be. <sighs> yes. Except I did it. Now let's order Chinese food. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. I, uh, well, that's irrelevant, but it's not relevant. Um, but like I had another leak in the house from like the work that was done and they had to come back and like cut my ceiling out. And I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm just going to fucking cry. But fortunately they did it all while I was gone and it was like done when I came home. So I was like, thank God. So, um, I flew to Vegas, met my buddy whose bachelor party it was Brett, uh, in Atlanta with my buddy Gaylord. Um, and you know, went to the Sky Club, which the Delta Sky Club is, you know, under. I don't think it's underrated. I think everyone that likes it loves it. But it's so nice to walk in there. So we started drinking um, a little bit. I actually chose because last time I went on a trans or an intercontinental flight, I got really sick, which is when we went out with Paulina Austin. So I didn't drink that. I didn't really drink on the flight out to Vegas. I just waited to get there. Um well, wait, sorry, wait, where did we go to, to, oh, oh, to LAX or something? When I threw up, yeah. Well, you threw up in Wayne Gretzky's backyard. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> um, okay, so we stayed at the Mirage, which I saw a lot of people online were confused about. Look, I was on a trip with people that go out there all the time. Honestly, we went to a lot of different casinos. I liked going back to the Mirage because I could get on a $15 table anytime I wanted it was not crowded. The restaurants in there were sick. And like, I just didn't feel overwhelmed in the Mirage at all. So I had a great experience. When I went to Vegas, it, it was the opening weekend of March Madness, a weekend that I've always wanted to go. And it's the opposite of everything that you're saying right now. Like you're saying that you found open tables and this and that. I mean, I had to scour the floor to find like, you know, a seat or two open for, for me and a buddy to try and gamble at. So um, yeah. already your, your trip sounds exponentially no. easier than mine let's say so i i went to the bank before going out there i took a couple grand there i mean there are some positives like i had to call jerry or i texted him because i couldn't talk on the phone yesterday on my day back my my day back i wasn't prepared for that but i ended up <laughs> the the money that i went out there with i didn't come back with but it was also what i paid for like the hotel the flight and everything so i basically i never went to the atm once which was good. Okay, so then this is also a point of contention. This is a question. Do you expect, like when you go to Vegas, because I know the answer for me, and, and it sounds like I know it for you too. When you go to Vegas or when you go somewhere like this to gamble, I automatically in my head just assume that I'm gonna lose a thousand bucks or 1500 or whatever that number is that you go there with. I don't go to Vegas or go somewhere to gamble and be like, I'm going to come back with five grand. I normally am like, yeah, I have 1500 bucks and when it's gone, it's gone. And I'm probably going to lose it all. 
It depends on your mindset though and your your pathway of what you're doing out there. So there's if if I wanted to make money, then I would have had to walk away from the tables when I was up a couple grand because that was definitely the case. However, I didn't want to go to bed yet or I had nothing else to do. And so I was gambling because I actually really enjoy being at the table with everyone and having fun. Now, if I was smarter or if that wasn't my priority just to gamble until I was like ready to go to bed, then I would have walked away from the table. So you kind of have to balance that. And trust me, there was there was definitely some nights where this is what's frustrating. A table going cold should not be a real thing. There is nothing that changes to those dice, like in craps, that changes from the one guy that just rolled 35 times, the next guy that rolled 20 times, the next guy that rolled 40 times. I just made a gazillion dollars. Now I just crapped out. The next guy crapped out. The next guy. All of a sudden, three people in a row lost us a shit ton of money. It doesn't make any sense. And so sometimes for me to walk away from a table is hard because I'm like, there's just no way it's going to happen again. Because a table going cold isn't a real thing, but then it is. <laughs> and so this um, literally goes into our next topic, which is conspiracy theories. Because, yeah. because basically you are alluding to the fact like, hey, look, your astronomical sign does not matter. Like it does not matter. It's not true. You're just a bitch because you're a bitch. It's not because you're a Taurus, okay? Anyways. So, but then sorry. you're like, wait, it's kind of true about it. So, yeah. So anyway, I, I, t I went out there with money that I wouldn't mind losing. But of course, like, I should have in my head come back with, you know, with equal amounts. Because, like, you know, I know what I'm doing out there. Black, but I played a lot of blackjack craps. But um, anyway, I ate at a lot of good dinners. I only missed one event. Everyone missed, you know, one big thing, but it was what the What was the party. event? What does that mean? The pool party, which I really I wanted. I missed it. And it was the topless pool party at our hotel. And I was like, and apparently everyone was topless. And I was like, oh, I would have loved you to be You missed there. it? What? You missed that? Yeah, I missed it. Because Guys, I, I have this theory. Well, it, no, it's not a theory, okay? It is, it is um, scientific fact that Craig goes hard on the wrong night the first I don't, night. yeah yes and it's like it's like all of our friends were in town this past weekend well not this past weekend because i was vegas and 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 i was gone as well but the weekend before that and 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 craig decided to get drunk on thursday night and i was like no 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 no. they're all getting in you know tonight and tomorrow tomorrow night's the night and craig got drunk on thursday and that's how it goes for craig normally and it makes me laugh so you missed you missed this and i remember you telling me about it. i can't believe you did that craig yeah Just. so i missed the pool party um and apparently it was a lot of fun but you know whatever like we had a ton of fun the first night we went to a bunch of different like we went to the Bellagio and Cosmo by the end of um, the trip. We ate in some really cool places. We found the speakeasies in like the Cosmopolitan when you go through the secret doors or like, you know, the exits or like into the kitchen. Um, I, I that was the only thing I missed and I wasn't too hungover to do anything. The problem is, is that uh, the last night. And so I also saw an old friend out there and um, she and yeah. Kurt. What? Yeah, Craig. Who who was the old friend out there? I figured you were gonna ask me, but um, so I I ran into uh, so I went and had lunch with Naomi and Leva when I was there, which was it was actually really awesome. Uh -huh. It was great to see them. Um, we all know, by the way. Well, that's what I figured. Yeah, but so she was like, Craig, you should go to a show like a Cirque uh, du Soleil. A, like, yeah, a Cirque du Soleil. 
Yeah. And she was like, so you're going to sit there the whole time and be like, wow, whoa, wow. Well, that's exactly what happened. So we went and saw Mystere at Treasure Island. And um, there was only three of us left on the last night of the trip. And I, that's what I did the whole time. I was like, this is one of the happiest I've ever been. Like I had a bunch of wine and some beer and stuff. And it was just so like, it was like watching America's Got Talent alive. And I guess. Did you go to the show with Naomi? No. No, no, no. We just had, I only saw her and Leva for lunch at their, uh, at their hotel. Um, and you like only saw Leva and Naomi for lunch one day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was on a bachelor party, but I went over and it's okay. like, um, but she said I should go to a show. And so we did though. And dude, it's like every, like, I didn't realize where the people on America's Got Talent, like got their ideas and stuff, but it was like the coolest variety show ever. And like, they had the host pouring popcorn on people's heads and like messing with people. Like, I Have you been to one? I guess you have. Yes, definitely. So, well, well, I've been to one in Tulum and I've been to one in Vegas. Yeah. Well, the ones in Vegas, like the floors can move and you know, it's like a standing show. So they have like, yeah, I, I, I haven't like, you know, eaten mushrooms or anything. You know, no, anything we, crazy like that, like a knocked up. Like it sounds like a blast, but I'd I would freak out. So this is what I did though. This was a lot kind of bone boneheaded. I was so like high on life after that show. I was like, I'm staying an extra day because I was supposed to fly out the next day. Oh, I know because Craig was calling me <laughs> and trying to convince me to come out, and I was like, oh man, as much as I want to, I've been on a four day like adventure of my own. And the last thing that I should do, because I know, I know so badly, Craig, like so well, right? It's like you have like a couple of drinks in you and you're like, I'm just going to stay out here like another week. I have and, all uh, sorry, what? I said, I have all the ideas. Right. You know, and, and like, you know, we all do. And, and if you're out there and you're listening and you're going to sit there and tell me that after like a few glasses of wine, you don't text, you know, your BFF and be like, let's go to Paris. Like I just found a flight for like 600 bucks and we can go for a week. And that's what Craig was doing. He was like, come out to Vegas. I've had so much fun. It is like the, you know, and then I had to pull a Craig, like you were calling me and I was like, you just can't answer. You can't Wait, answer. You kind of teased it. You kind of gave me hope. I know I did. I know I did. Come out there. And like, once you said that, I was like, I'm going to call you until. Uh, yeah. And, and, and honestly, I, I was like, this is not a good idea. Like I've been burning it at both ends for four days and, you know, and Craig's been in Vegas. So that's enough said. It, so it was good you didn't because this is what happens. I tell the boys that I'm with, there's only two left. And I'm like, you guys are golfing tomorrow? I'm golfing. Like, let's change the tee time. Let's find where. And they're like, all right, Craig, like, we'll, we have to switch like golf courses. But like, and we'll you didn't golf, did you? Yeah, no, of course not. Uh. Then, <laughs> what an asshole. So they switched golf. Then we go, like, they got, I got rental clubs. I got like everything, you know, I paid for it. And then, I go to the hotel and I was like, can I extend my stay? And they're like, honestly, all right, let's make it work for you. So like I paid for an extra night in the hotel for the next day. And, you know, I woke up the next day and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like it was basically what everyone told me. What everyone does in Vegas, dude. Normally you wake up on Sunday and you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. But the fact that you made it until what, Tuesday? Well, because we got there on Saturday. Oh, okay, true. Okay. So Saturday nights, so it was only three nights. Which okay, is okay. So basically, Craig made it an extra twenty-four hours in Vegas, where no man, like you, you like went, 
you went where very few men have gone before, Craig, and days. that is the and that is the extra night in Vegas. Now, no, but I didn't make it though. Wait, Saturday night, Sunday night. Oh, three night. Wait, well, no, it's Friday night, Saturday night, and then people dip out on on yeah. Sunday. So, so you did do three nights, yeah. and many men have been there. So Did you say I, that Craig went down the road that many men have been down. Like, oh my gosh, Vegas is for me. What if I just moved here? What What if I just moved here? I mean, yes, I've said it. I said it multiple times. I said I was. I didn't have to be back in Charleston until Thursday. So then, here's the kicker, though. So all I had cash everywhere in my room because we had like there was like a strip club night and like oh you would have died, Austin. So we went to Crazy Horse, and I was I was there for ten minutes. And I looked at my buddies and took the, like, I had $300 in ones wrapped up, and I put them in all of their jackets and just ran out of the place. I was terrified. And they were like, dude, that was such a Craig move. Because, like, you obviously know that, like, I didn't like anything going on in there, and I was just like, this is not for me. I'm going to go back to the casino and gamble. And <laughs> What would your fathers think? Ah! Yeah, so, runs out. so I have like all of this like money all over my room and these chips because like, like, you know, like I said, we chips, did, like, chips, like poker or like casinos. Yes, yes, yes. So, you said chicks or it sounded like chicks. I was like, Craig had chicks in his room. Interesting. No, Tell me everything. To, when it was time to leave, I couldn't fathom walking back into the casino, though, to trade all my chips in. Like I had a thousand dollars worth of chips. And so I put them in a bag like a, the banking envelope and just left them in my friend's room and then went and got in the car and went straight to the airport. And I was like, it's time to get out of Vegas. <laughs> so that was kind of like the, what I can tell you part of Vegas, but. Okay. Um, I, 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 you know, have to ask this question. So do, do we, do we, uh, do we clear up the, the worst Rumor website of all time. Uh, here's a middle finger to your face for everything you've ever posted about us. But uh, what about the reported report that you and Naomi were coming down an elevator together at the Mirage? Austin, it's very cheesy, but I think that's kind of fun to just be like, no one will ever know because it's Vegas. So, you know, in every movie I've ever seen about Vegas, it's like what happens in Vegas and let's... I mean, it's really funny that we just were there at the same time and like everyone can just be like, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? And it's like, guys, it's Vegas. No one Guys, knows. you heard it here first. What happens in Vegas absolutely stays in Vegas. Love that answer. Love it, Craig. What a weekend in Vegas. And you know what? You told that in about 12 minutes. That was... I want to do was... it. I, I, when do you think you'll be ready for it? Because I made a host out there. Like I met a host. I have a guy now. My status is up, and he's like, "Whenever you want to come back, just come." Oh, oh my gosh, dude! I, I, I also know a hostess out there. I know that I told this to you, and um, I don't know. I'm in like a giving mood. I just think it's funny. I mean, the hostess that I know out there, Craig, is the girl that pissed off Madison to the point where she was posting with that Italian clown job. And calling me a clown on her Instagram because she found out that I was out in San Diego visiting her. And um, I know her well. And she lives in Vegas. And she's always like, come, come, come. You know, the pool scene is amazing out here. So we must go back. because I love that. I love that you're giving... 
you're 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 giving mood right now because I said host as in like a host for Vegas, but I love oh. that you have a hostess out there, and we can use yeah. both of them. Yes, be my host to put us up in the hotels, and then we can go party with your hostess. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, but I'm serious about that. So let's say before we start filming, um, we sneak out there for a couple days uh, and 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 host a podcast from out there because I think it'd be great and. Honestly, it's really funny because everything we do or say will be challenged with like, do we follow the rule? What stays in Vegas or do we not? And um, okay, I I certainly want to do that, duh. And then then they I, I just think that a non-negotiable for me, Craig, is that I I want to ride the coaster at New York, and I want oh my gosh, the roller coaster at New York, New York Casino. Nice. Yeah, but how scary is it? I mean, there, there's a loop, but I've done it before, and I've literally had the phone in in my hands. Like, okay. it's not crazy. No, I can do loops. I just can't do like severe heights. So like, no, I like no, indoor no. roller coasters. No, no, no. It's great because you start from inside the hotel. So like, we have to do like you know kitschy shit, and then we have to get just like just like the big um, Eiffel Tower that's full of like a red, white, and blue drink, right? Because that's yeah. the colors of France, and like the Eiffel Tower, like you know, that's probably. 99% fucking sugar and like 1% alcohol, but it's just like the kitschiest and most tourist thing that you can do. I'll have to do the roller coaster with you and then you have to zip line on the strip like laying next to me. I didn't even know that was a thing, but let's do it. Okay. That would be so much fun. And then obviously we'll, we'll like, you know, hit a pool party, but like we should do, do touristy is, things. What we do is when we're about to go out there, we'll have people send in like uh, a scavenger hunt basically. And we'll have to check a bunch of stuff off our list. So it's not just us gambling the whole time. Or it's like you have to hit this number or lose this number and then you can go to like the next event. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So that was Vegas. I mean, a lot was left in Vegas, but That's I okay. definitely had. Was your dignity left there or no? No, I did. No, no, no. Like I'm, I was, I had a really, really nice time. Like, especially because people were doing their own thing. Like no one like bothered anyone else. Like everyone was just having fun. And how I, many was, guys? Uh, for me, like sick, or like how many, how many guys was I with? Sick. Um, <laughs> how many guys is enough for Craig? Uh, six, yeah. uh, no more than six in one given weekend. We, I can't. You know, one thing I'm surprised about though, it wasn't nearly as expensive as I thought it was gonna be, or other things I did. Like the dinners were cheaper than Charleston, and we ate and drank like kings. The hotel that we were at, like. I mean, my, the room was like a hundred dollars a night because of my buddy's status. Like, it just wasn't that bad. So, um, yeah, it was a good first experience in in Vegas. Like, my scaries only exist now because I'm like, I feel like I should be more scared, but like, I'm not. Like, I feel good. So, all right, well, tell me about Arkansas. Yeah. So, what I was gonna say on, is I'll this. Do a break. Yeah, do a break, and then and then what I was gonna say is like, let's see if I can like make it kind of interesting in like three to five minutes and then if it's not nick just cut it but but i'm gonna try and like and highlight some things like 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 jack that could potentially be on the podcast because he's you know he's super awesome and like pretty good friends with you know christian mccaffrey and shit and has like two hundred thousand followers and he's a fucking bomb ass cook so anyways all right everyone that was my my healthy rendition of what happened in vegas stays in vegas and some of it comes home with me to charleston to tell all of you guys about so before we talk to Austin about his weekend adventures, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to Pillows and Beer. All right, Craig. So 
Brushing my teeth is almost as important to me as getting a haircut or taking a shower. I swear, when I wake up in the morning, one of the things that makes me feel the most clean, almost over taking a shower, is brushing my teeth. When I brush my teeth, I can't tell you automatically and immediately how clean that I feel. So when I use Bruch, I'm telling you, it is one of the cleanest feelings that I can get without taking a shower. Honestly, one of my favorite things about Bruch is that I don't need to worry about replacing my brush head cover because there's an automatic subscription program. So right when I'm about to get to the end of the life of my toothbrush, more toothbrush heads show up. It is incredible. I don't need to do anything other than wait for it to come in the mail. And then I know to throw my old one in the trash. Guys, everyone knows how important my teeth are to me. Not that they aren't to everyone else, but I've never had a cavity. And it was really a part of my glow up as, from being a teenager that was bullied all the time to finally having uh, really pretty teeth and a smile that I was proud of. And let me tell you, this brush has really uh, become a part of my everyday life as an adult. It has six unique modes to customize my brushing experience. Now that my gums are a little more sensitive here later on in life, it's got really soft bristles that just massage my gums, make them healthier instead of damaging them. So if you want to join me and Austin on our journey of getting healthier teeth, healthier gums, and a prettier smile, you can join us and get 15% off your brand new Bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use promo code pillows and beer at bruce.com. That's B-R-U-U-S-H.com. That's 15% off using promo code pillows and beer at bruish.com. B-R-U-U-S-H.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode 26 of Pillows and Beer. I'm Craig Cotiver, here with my host, partner, and best bud, Austin Kroll. He was recently at his favorite band show, Fish in Arkansas, I think his first concert back since the Mexico one that he went before COVID. Tell us all about it, Austin. Craig, I am so impressed, by the way, that you knew that factoid. Yes. So, Fish's first show back was in Arkansas after 15 months of being off. Um, and I did go to that. It was in the middle of the week. It was on a Wednesday. <clears throat> um, I called up a good bud of mine and I was like, hey, like my fish, fish buddy. And I was like, we got to go. So literally, Craig, I was in Arkansas for, I landed at four. I left at nine. What's that math? 12, five. 17 hours. I was in Arkansas for 17 hours. It was a business trip. <laughs> Have you been in Arkansas before? Never. And and that's funny because I went to Alabama, so I never went to a University of Arkansas game, which I, I feel like is is like not cool. Uh, like sat religion, because I'm sure that there are a lot of pig suey fans out there. And trust me, I met them, Craig. I met them. I met so many people in Arkansas that are Bravo fans. It was wild. And and, and you would never think, right, because I get it. Some of you out there and, and maybe even Craig, you know, just think that fish and Grateful Dead and this and that. But no, man, like, you know, you, you got to think about it. You know, Andy loves the dead, right? I, I love fish. There are so many people out there and there are so many groups, Craig, that are literally, it's like, you know, fish chicks and like, you know, Bravo fish group. And these women were coming up to me being like, hey, I want to take a picture and send it to the Bravo fish group. And I was like, oh my God, of course. And so it was just wild to me. And it was the first show back. So I don't have that much to report about Arkansas, but, but. Well, it, no, because how many, well, 
I want to Arkansas. I only have ties to because of John Daly, and I've told him I was going to come to his golf tournament. Yeah, and uh, he's a big UA fan or yeah. a U of A. And um, but look, all right. So this was number what for you for fish shows? Oh man, I, I like lost count, but I'm but I'm but I'm definitely creeping up on 100. <laughs> I'm probably in the 80s of uh, fish shows, and That's really cool. To me, to me, just like just. Just the thought of like, like it's taking me to some really interesting places, right? I mean, it's taking me to Vegas and, you know, to MSG for like four straight years and then to Mexico and then randomly to Arkansas, right? And, and kind of all over the place. And it's just fun to see your favorite band for, for one night or for three nights. And every night it just builds and builds and everyone's there for the same thing. Just the love of this band. And I don't know. I could go on and on. I, I just like fish is just the best. All right. But any new experiences at this fish show? Anything um, new? Yes. Okay. I met Craig through his wife. His wife DM me and was like, you're going to be at the Arkansas show. You should meet my husband. His name is Chris. And he is the light rig guru of fish. Okay. He does their whole light show. Now to put this into perspective, his nickname. So his name is Chris Karuda, <clears throat> Karuda, and his nickname is CK five because they refer to him as the fifth member of the band. And to dumb it down, like Justin Bieber has been to a show before because he was so impressed with their light show that he was like, we got to see what goes on here. It doesn't and, dumb it uh, down. It actually explains perfectly. Yeah. Like perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. And not to dumb it down because Justin Bieber is an incredibly talented artist that we both like, I, 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 I like, it's funny that, you know, someone that you would think that only never. listens to someone like fish, like I, give me a break. I love T Swift. I love Justin Bieber. Incredibly talented. So not to dumb it down, but just to um, you know relate is what no, no, I'm no, saying. It made perfect sense, yeah. right? So so he so his wife was like, you should meet him and go and talk to him. And I was like, right, but you know he's working. He's working, right? I, I mean, every concert is work. So the only time that I can see him is that set break. So I try to time it, Craig, and I kind of go down to see him, which is only like a couple rows in front of me. And he had left at this point and I tried to talk to one of his partners and, and the guy just threw up his hand like, uh-uh, uh-uh, right? Because I'm sure that they get yelled at all show long. People are trying to be like, hey, hey, you know, come here. So he threw up his hand and I was like, okay, shit. Um, all right, all right, what do I do? Now I look like I'm not just, then, then they came back from set break. Chris wasn't back yet. I tried to talk to his friend and his friend was like, look, dude, I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to treat it. Like a leper, like a leper, man. I was like, these people are like, get away from us, you fanboy. And I was like, I totally get it too. I, I totally get it. Like people are probably yelling at them constantly. So I was like, I'm going to try one more time. So Chris came back. I saw him. I went down there and I was like loud and concise. Chris, he turned around, biggest smile on his face. He came over. He was asking me questions. He took pictures with me. He was like, oh my gosh, so good to see you, blah, blah. You know, and I was like, oh my God, finally. Finally. So, so I met him, which kind of leads into what happened later. Cause then I left Arkansas the next morning at 9am Craig. Like I woke up at seven and Uber was outside. You know, I mean, I don't even know if I packed anything. Like I had a suitcase and it was almost like, why do I have a suitcase here? Like I have a pair of boxers and like a different t-shirt to put on and that's it. And, uh, and so woke up and got the hell out of Dodge and then Thursday, Friday, I drove up to Charlotte because a buddy of mine 
Jack Arnold is this like green egg champion slash connoisseur slash just like makes these meats slash his Instagram is food porn. And he's been trying to connect for years. I didn't know you knew that guy or, and I didn't know what was happening, but I was kind of jealous that you were going to this. Like I was, I was happy for you to pull the trigger to go up there, but I was also like, damn, this is sweet. Yeah. I, I, I was like, you know what? This, this weekend is free and I'm going to do this. And, and y'all, uh, if, if you're listening, I, I mean, it, it really isn't even to plug him. But his his Instagram is Jack Arnold. So at Jack Arnold. I mean, it's it's pretty easy name to remember. And if you go to it, then you'll kind of you know understand. It's all about him, like you know, cooking meats, and he cuts through it, and he squeezes it, and the juices are just, and you're just like, oh my god. So he held this green egg series, and I was like, you know, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And uh, he's also a huge fish fan and a huge Panthers fan. He cooks for. Like a lot of the Panthers players that I love, and 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 they love him, and uh, you know his, his like energy is crazy. Which 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 Craig, we should almost have him on here because he is like the most high energy guy, and his energy is like so good, and it attracts. The, it, it just like you know brings out good. Like you can't help but laugh. And and Craig, if you met him, I knew that you'd be like this guy. Is and like I can see that Craig laugh of your like you would just be laughing and smiling with him the whole time because he's like over the top happy. I love it. I, yeah. I'm into it. I want to have. I mean, let's have him on. And I also I'm looking at his Instagram right now and like I want to go eat. Like I want to have him. Cook. Yes, definitely. And and he'd be stoked. Here, put that uh, on the books too. Vegas uh, podcast, fish podcast, because I have to go to my first fish show with you, and then oh, we'll do Jack Arnold. Um, cooks for us, and then we like record almost like the video blog that we're gonna start doing. Oh yeah, we like could do a video blog of us eating and then talking his food and talking with him because like the dude will do whatever, and it's all you know wagyu this and wagyu that and lobster tail this. It's just like yeah, it's so decadent. What, you, what was your He's, favorite thing that you ate? Yeah, he had uh, a wagyu sirloin. Uh, he also did a lobster mac, which is pretty. It was like an eight course meal, Craig, and it, it was pretty spectacular. Yeah, and, I uh, have like unpopular opinion. Not the biggest wagyu fan. Um, uh, it's okay, but it's not the texture that I prefer with a steak. And so, like wagyu is everywhere in Vegas. Uh, oh, dude, I gotta tell you though, this is funny, Austin. You know how <clears throat> uh, I sometimes like to get an entree as an appetizer for the table, like if they have like a tuna entree on there, or, like something. So they had, we went to this restaurant we could, at the Bellagio and we, there was only six of us. And I asked, you know, everyone, if, if you could have a shift meal and you always laugh at me and they're like, oh, hundred percent, I'd get the New York strip. I'd take it home. So I told our server after getting like a sushi appetizer and something else, I was like, hey man, he's like, are you ready to put anything in? And I was like, actually, I'm going to do a New York strip for the table. I was like, we'll cook it however the chef wants. I'm going to have that for the table. And he's like, uh... Like, I'd prefer to get all of your orders right now. And I was like, we just, oh, dude, I haven't gotten in like an argument with a server in a long time. This, so what he thought I was doing was he thought I was ordering one entree to split for the table and being cheap. Instead of realizing that, no, I was ordering an entree as an appetizer and we were about to ball out. Mm. And by the time he realized what had happened, like. Common misconception, of course. He goes. He goes, uh, I asked if I could do something for an entree or someone else at the table asked about an entree. And he goes, 
here you can order whatever you or you can have whatever you want whenever you want and i was like no you can't and he was like what do you mean and i was like because i 100 percent tried to get a new york strip as an appetizer and you wouldn't bring it to me and while this is going on two of the dancers ran over and started taking pictures and the manager came over and the whole fucking like tune changed and like there's a whole thing that i want to tell you about but like you know i'm never rooted in the restaurant i'm never anything but this guy was like thought i was being cheap and judged me and treated me completely wrong anyway so there yeah i do have some stories we don't have to put that in there but um <laughs> i'll tell you about it later uh so here tell us about all right so like and okay, no, 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 hold on hold on so 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 then this might be like an interesting thing right because it was a very spontaneous right so the day after Jack's event, uh, it's Sunday, and 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 I'm about to ask you too because, uh, like, if you do this, so so <clears throat> Chris, the aforementioned lighting guru for fish, you know, the light maestro for fish. And how long has he been with them? Oh my gosh, uh, I, damn it, Craig, I don't know. Um, you know, years and years and years. Um, I don't. I, you know, not not since the beginning, no, but 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 certainly in the 2.0 era, which is like in 2004 on. Um, sorry, in in 2009 on, because 2004 they split up, and 2009 they got back together. So, and that's when like another you know, light rig probably took a massive step forward. So 2009 on. So so. So for he, anyone listening, what the fuck does light rig mean? You're just saying like, is the light are fish shows known for like the light show? Absolutely. One thousand percent, where it's like it is a visual spectacle, and like they're going up and down and back and forth, and it goes from like purple to blue to this and that, and 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 you know, let's just be honest. If like you know, you're eating drugs, or if you're not eating drugs, like it is just a visual spectacle, and so he tries to like play with your like emotions through them playing, That's and awesome. it's this whole thing, and it's like artistry. It is artistry. And it's freaking phenomenal. So he texts me on Saturday or on Friday. And he's like, yo, are you coming to the Alpharetta shows, right? Alpharetta, Georgia. And I was like, I'm not because I already have plans in Charlotte. You know, go to Jack's event. I'm already bummed about it. And he's like, what about on Sunday? You know, you're in Charlotte. It's three and a half hours away. Come on. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'm like, did you really just do that to me? And so lo and behold, I pulled the trigger no way. I, yeah, I hey, find a ride. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I find a ride to Atlanta on Sunday and and go to the fish show, courtesy of Chris. Thank you, buddy. Oh, that's and, awesome. And took a one-way flight back to Charlotte on Monday morning, collected my car, crashed at my folks' house, drove back to Charleston on Tuesday. Oh, good for you. I love yeah. spontaneity. Spontaneity. And it was great. And that kind of stuff just makes me feel alive. And now the question that I was going to ask you, Craig, is this. Because <clears throat> prior to going, I was like back and forth and back and forth, at, as I do. And uh, my mother called me. And no, uh, never you. What? I said never you. Not yeah, me. no, yeah, yeah. Something. I have so much conviction in all my decisions. Yeah. Um, and my mother calls me and, and I run it by her and I'm like on bated breath. I'm like, if my mom tells me that I'm an idiot, then I'm not going to go. But if she gives me the okay, then everything is right in the world. And she was like, oh my gosh, Austin, go. You know, I was like, I'm going. Okay, I'm going. 
And so my mother gave me the seal of approval and I was like, I needed that. And that's, and that's what I'm doing. Do you, awesome. do you do that ever, Craig? Like, do you call up, you know, your mom and be like, Hey, so like, should I do this or not? Uh, I can't say that I've ever done that. No, but oh, okay. I do it all the time. Very different. My mom likes to know that I'm alive and not in jail. And she loves when I call and just tell her about what's going on, but they've never really been able to con like not control me in a bad way, but like, you know, my personality is if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. And right. like, why it works when we're like together. Cause you know, like even before Aspen, you were like, this is going to be on Craig. If Craig decides to go, then we're going. If he doesn't, then we're not. And I was right. Like, right. Because, you know, because I didn't want, yeah, I didn't want to go and hang out with, you know, Paulina and Dustin without you. Like I had made that connection with you and I'm like, I don't want to go without you. And, I usually, I mean, I think it's, it'll be interesting if we ever talk to someone about this, like just personality differences and stuff for me. I always know very quickly what I want to do. So like if a situation is present, I know like what I want to do. I don't know if it's the right thing to do or not, but I know what I want to do. And most of the time, and I don't want to use the word spoiled brat, but like I act in that way to myself as in like, if I want to do something, usually it's hard to talk me out of it. I mean, I'm, I can be reasoned with, but I mean, wouldn't you say that like, that's kind of who I am? Like if I want to go to a certain restaurant or like my buddies on this trip or like, if you fucking freak out, like, and act like you don't want to be, or like decide you don't want to be somewhere. Like you always make everyone leave. And I was like, I won't do that to you. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, yeah, that's funny. I, I, I like just, <clears throat> I, I was having this conversation, Craig, with, which you know, this ties in and, and I know that I, pontificate for too long and I'm not going to. So it was a conversation about, you know, your love language. And I found out that my love language is words of affirmation. And I was like, Oh, so, you know, being told like I'm handsome or something like, no, no, no. When I ask you something at the end of it, I say, right. With the question mark. And that means that I want the affirmation from you that what I said is validated or like, Hey, like that's what you think too. Right? Like that is what I just learned about myself. I put the word right with a question mark at the end of sentences because I'm looking for confirmation. And I it's do interesting. It's interesting. I do similar stuff and the love language thing is is brilliant and it's funny how accurate it is and like the understanding you can get from it sometimes. But um well that's cool. Well we have a lot to look forward to. I yeah. think um I think we we we've promised you guys some stuff and I think we should we should set out to do it. Um, I think Austin, how about we commit to doing a Vegas episode before we start filming? I, I, I can commit to that. <sighs> Fine. Okay. Fine. I guess so. No, dude, I think it's a no brainer because when, prior to you going, you asked me, you were like, we need to come out here because I have a feeling that I'm going to love it. And I feel that we have a little more, you know, connections out there than we think. And it could just be so much damn fun. And we just go for a few days and get the hell out of Charleston, which is our favorite thing to do in the world. Um, and we bring a Vegas episode. Yes. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, when we come back, we're going to be answering some questions from some listeners, talking about some conspiracies, maybe tell you about the sex toys that we've bought online recently <laughs> and all that good stuff. So thanks for being with us here at Pillows and Beer. We'll be right back. Everyone, what is HelloFresh? Listen, I love to cook, but sometimes I hate going to the grocery store. 
That's why I use HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips with less prep, less effort, and minimal cleanup. So you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Choose from 50 menu and market items each week, from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options all available. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I have too many favorite experiences with HelloFresh meals to count, but I'll tell you, just getting back from Vegas today and recording this, I made the family Sunday supper that had meatballs and cavatappi. It was incredible. It was a perfect Southern home cooking, just comfort. I guess it's not Southern, it's Italian, but I, to me, it was the most comfortable meal I could have made. I had some nice wine. I cooked. It calmed me down and it only took 20 minutes. Also, now that I'm single and on the dating scene, there's not a better way to have a date than cook for someone that you care about at your house. Your friends can come over. It makes you look like an absolute all-star because you make these incredible meals, even if you don't know <laughs> that much about cooking and what you're doing, because they have these photo ingredient and direction cards. And that is my favorite part. I know it tastes great. The, the ingredients are fresh, but the picture, how you do it instructions is what makes me look like an top chef, all-star chef. And I love it every time. So, Go to HelloFresh.com slash PillowsAndBeer14 and use code PillowsAndBeer14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash PillowsAndBeer14 and use code PillowsAndBeer1414 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Hello Fresh, America's number one meal kit. Welcome back to episode 26 of Pillows and Beers. Here with Austin Kroll, my best bud partner, and myself, Craig Conover. You can find me at CA Conover on Instagram and Kroll the Warrior King. Also follow Pillows, the letter N Beer on Instagram. Uh, you got my law firm, Austin's Beer, Sewing Down South. Whatever you'd like to follow, we love it. Um, but we just found out that this pillow. Pillows and Beer podcast might not be going anymore because our uh, our producer almost died. And without him, we don't really know oh, how yes. to uh, do any of this other than bullshit with each other and drink a lot. So, um, Nick, would you like to tell us why you threaten – tell us and all of our listeners why you threaten the future of this podcast by uh, doing whatever the hell you did to get the Coast Guard involved? Because Austin and I do not know this story, and we've been waiting to hear. Okay, so – as I kind of briefly mentioned, I was going to, to go sailing uh, on the last podcast, and oh, that's, that's true. Right. That's true. He did say that. He was like, we were all like, you know, what are you doing this weekend? And, and Craig was like, I'm going to Vegas. And I was like, oh, I'm going to Charlotte. And Nick was like, I'm going sailing. Uh, <laughs> Who knew it would be such an adventure? Who knew you would be the one needing, needed saving? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. You in Vegas, hit, uh, Austin somewhere in Arkansas, and then me off the coast of North Carolina getting rescued by the Coast Guard. Um, so pretty much, uh, you know, we go down, we go down to meet everybody. It's going to be 10 of us, including my uncle who owns the boat. 
um, meet most everybody in Raleigh because that's where everybody's from. And the little backstory is my uncle, I'm not going to name his and this is well this is the first time it's happened in north carolina so of course it's with us but you know we're making jokes because if you know him he's just kind of a bit of a maniac you know he's been married you know three times he's just a loose cannon he's a true pop pirate pretty much down there wow. and you know we're like singing like get the gilligan's island like theme song you know a three-hour cruise and all that kind of stuff just right. making jokes and of course what tends to happen we wake up in the morning we're looking at the radar it's like oh it's gonna be storming all morning so we drive down there you know, the storm's pass, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're good to go. It's going to be no problem out there. Um, we kind of cruise around. Have you been to Beaufort before, Austin? Uh, no. I know. So Beaufort's great because it's like the very bottom tip of, like, the Outer Banks. It's and so really there's a lot of great inner, inner waterways and everything. It's where, like, Blackbeard wrecked his, like, ship. So we're down there, and, you know, we're cruising along the one inlet. We go to the next story, uh, the next city over. We get off, we park up to a dock, we go to a couple bars and everything, you know, have a couple of drinks, have a couple painkillers, rum punches, you name it. And we're looking at the radar. And it's like, oh, great. The storms got moved to 6 p.m. And he's like, oh, great. So we can go out. Originally, we were going to go to this place called Cape Lookout. And if you know the coast, this is a very awesome place. Like you go out, you sail right out of the inlet, down like the ocean coast. And then you get to this awesome cape where the water's all glass. But of course, because of the storms, they're like, yeah. There's like the swells out there, like 10 to 12 feet, which I mean, the boat it's, can handle. It's a 50 foot sailboat. And, yeah, but, but you know, it's still it's, a lot. That's it's still, still a lot. lot. Yes. It's, it's still, lot. it's no fun to get to go out into. No, three to um, five feet is a lot. Well, and that's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I can take us on the backside, but it kind of, if you know the Outer Banks, a lot of weird bear islands and a lot of, uh, sandbars that kind of move around so he's got his buddy down there oh craig and i know outer banks okay <laughs> don't even test me <laughs> yes. on that shit so oh i got a much better reality outer bank story so he's like well i'll get my buddy he's gonna go out in front of us and kind of be our eyes because he has a depth finder on his boat but you know it's a sailboat so it's got a giant uh keel oh, underneath of it it's no. like about six and a half feet so he can only go, he has to be in seven feet or more water. And so his buddy's in a little flat bottom skiff, which can go over anything. So he's our eyes. So we're sailing, we're sailing along. Everybody, you know, people are on the, you know, the front of the boat taking pictures. We're all just like kind of hanging out, you know, <laughs> chilling, drinking beers, you name it, kind of ha hanging. And all of a sudden, you, you know, if you look out, I mean, it's kind of like swelly because there are storms still off the coast and they're coming in. So we got like four to six foot swells still, which aren't bad. I mean, the boat's meant for it. And if you're going a straight line, it's not too bad. And all of a sudden you kind of see like white caps in the distance. And if you see a white cap, it's like usually we're like crashing waves. It's usually it means sitting the shore somewhere. Yeah. And all of a sudden like, oh shit, I've, I, we're, uh, I gotta move out of the way, Nick. I gotta look at the depth finder. And then literally three seconds later, it's boom. And everybody just goes flying forward. The boat starts to tip over onto its side. Everybody's screaming. How fast and, do you think you were gone? Yeah, no, I, I was just like, no, how fast? How fast do you think you were moving? Um, and also, how far offshore were you at this point? So we're right. Well, I mean, we're not really offshore. We're like literally probably 500 yards from the ocean. So we're in a big inlet. Like it's a main like port part of Beaufort. So it's a relatively large inlet. But you um, can see shore. You can see shore. Yes, you probably got about half a mile on each side to the shore. Did anyone fly off a boat? No, luckily not. Like literally like two seconds earlier before that, my mom and aunt are on the bow of the boat, like, you know, doing the whole Leo DiCaprio. I'm, I'm like, you know, 
I'm the king of the world. So we all go pretty much flying forward. And then next thing you know, it's high tide. High tide has just hit. So the waves are pretty much all coming in still. And we're just getting slammed by, you know, five foot, six foot swells. Multi-thousand pound keel on the bottom. Correct. Yes. 7,000 pounds is basically just being tossed back and forth. So it's never going to actually like truly flip over like, because I mean, you can't in, you know, four feet of water, whatever we were in. But it's still like slamming you back inside, back inside. And if you go overboard, that's a nine thousand piece of uh, equipment that's about a gun- that could hit you. And so my uncle's freaking out because my little cousins are on board. He's thirteen, then she's seventeen. He's like, "Should we throw him over? Throw him overboard?" And you know, Captain's like, "No, you can't do that. That's even more unsafe." Right. Now we've got people that are kind of circling us in case we do go overboard. They're just like randomly people out there. They're getting on the raid and they're like. What's going on out there? You guys okay? And then, you know, Cap, my uncle's like, I'm not calling the damn tow service. And he's like, I've been this before. I got stuck off. I got I got uh, stranded, th- uh, you know, for 36 hours off the coast of Puerto Rico. And we're like, oh, that's very, uh, you yeah, know, you're like, I don't want to feel good. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't want to be stuck here. So finally, we convinced him to make the call. And he calls, what is it, like Tow USA or whatever, whatever, yeah. like the main like boat service, like tow service is. And he's like talking to them and, you know, they're like, you can hear him like over like the speak, like, you know, cause he's got his phone like turned all the way up cause waves are crashing all around us. And he's like, they're like, is this like a distress call? And he's like, no, we're okay. And we're like, no, we're not okay. We're being beat to death out here. And so they finally are like, okay, well, we'll be there in like 45 minutes. And at this point, you know, 45 minutes have gone by. So high tide's starting to go out. Also, how's the storm? Was it, how was the weather? So the weather, luckily, storms are still saying six o'clock, but you can tell that the waves are starting to, the swells are starting to be pushed up. So we're getting like six foot swells, which, you know, is just moving the boat over. So like my uncle's like his way of dealing with stress. One of them is pretty much screaming of what's going on. So it's like, oh no, here comes another wave. Here comes another wave. Everybody hold on, hold on. Just like, shut up. I mean, take it, just relax. I mean, everybody's like freaking out because it's like, we're going to die out here. I mean, is this how my sailing uh, vacations are going? This is truly Gilligan's Island, a three hour cruise. Right. Um, so this is like, you know, two 30, we crash. So finally, you know, it's three 30 and we can finally see tow boats coming in and they're like, all right, well, you, we guys, we got to do this quick. Cause if t- low tide comes in, it's going to, you're going to get stuck there all night or until the next high tide pretty much. And that's not till 4 PM the next day where we'll be able to get you out. And so they are like, Oh crap. Oh crap. And finally, you know, another 45 minutes go by, we're still getting, you know, just, shit kicked left and right by you know now the changing tides and all of a sudden you hear them on the radio and they're like well this is getting really sketchy out here and it's just like don't you know there's people on board that aren't sailors like why are you telling us it's getting sketchy out here yeah and so we go under you know and then finally you know how long had it been at this point nick so we wrecked at around 235 and this is around 330 so there's the, the first two come out and then finally two more get out there and then they're like okay we got to call the coast guard you guys are going to get stranded here it's going to get really dangerous here soon storms are moving in and i mean it is i mean the waves are getting bigger the, the tides getting lower so which means as the tide gets lower the boat starts to go even more and more left yeah. and right just cool. onto its side and so my dad's like well all right you're gonna you have to go down underneath and uh get everybody's wallets phones and i'll basically everything that you, all the necessities 
And so I'm like underneath. When you're underneath the boat, you can't see the waves coming in. So all of a sudden, it's just one wave hits into you and you just get slammed. So my arms are still just sore as shit from basically like death gripping under the boat as I climb throughout it. Because it's a pretty big, it's got four bedrooms. It's got a nice like size, like living space kitchen. And Nick, I'm glad that you're still with us, pal. Yeah, yeah no, it was nuts. I mean, and finally the Coast Guard comes and they're like. But they sent like a massive cutter. I saw the cutter they sent and it's huge. Yeah, no, What's it was big. Yes. And big... they're like, well, we can't get in there. So they basically hopped, one of their guys hopped on, I guess, one of the tugboats that could still get in the low, like a shallow water. And they're like, hey, we got to do this at three at a time. And pretty much you just had to jump to the other boat because, you know, everything's bouncing back and forth. Yeah. There's no like chance to like tie off and like do a true kind of like departure so three a time you know my aunt and then like my two cousins go first obviously and so they get back um then they come back to collect us and it's even more like the guys like the tow boats guys are yelling at each other over their over their like uh microphone microphones over the radios and they're like we got to get we got to get them out of here we got to get them out of here and (laughs) we're just like okay so it's like they're freaking you out more than you yeah i know it's just like come on and so finally they come back to get us you know then it's just my dad and then my three uncles that are left on board and two of them i say uncles i mean they're essentially you know family good family friends that you grow up you call them uncles yeah and uh so we get off me my mom her sister so we were the next three to go and then the guy's like we're like going out there he's like yeah i mean this is getting really bad out there i mean we yesterday had a you know not not as like well made like older uh sailboat gets stuck in a similar way and it ripped the whole keel off and the boat ended up having a hole in it and so now my mom's freaking out and crying because you know my dad's still on board and you know she's (laughs) stressing out and of course to add you know worse i finally get onto the coast guard boat and then they go back out to collect and then it's only my two uncles. My dad decided to stay behind, tell my one el- uncle with boats. Now my mom's really breaking down. And, you know, the Coast Guard's like, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't even go out here usually. Like, I don't know, like, what he was thinking. Like, it, it, it's not because it's because the freaking it's the reason that part of North Carolina has like the most amount of like shipwrecks in one area. Right. Because the shout like all those like barrier islands and sandbars move pretty much with every big storm or hurricane. Yeah, it's what the show Outer Banks is based off of. Yes. Like, all of those, like, treasure and the shipwrecks. Yes, so- no, and we were one of them. Who knew I'd be saying that? Wait, so was he held, like, at fault? Like, is he going to have to pay a Coast Guard bill or no? No. Was, like, fucked up. No, it's pretty much, I mean, really wasn't his fault. It was his buddy who was supposed to be guiding us out there. Right. D- basically just, and then all of a sudden we, we hit. Like, he's just, like, looking back and kind of doing his own thing and just didn't, like, tell us. Um, I mean, he'll have to pay, but he's like a member of that tow service. And it's like, well, yeah, that, then you're don't, yeah, then you don't, if you're not a member of tow USA, you have to pay a fucking shit ton. It's yes, no, they lost so much money because of this. Cause they were out there. I mean, I finally boarded the coast guard boat at my turn at 5 PM and we wrecked at two 30 and they still had any cool guns on there. Yeah. I mean, they had a couple, but I mean, I guess depending on what they're doing. Um, but I mean, they were super cool. Like the one guy was like, yeah, this tends to happen. He goes, but you'd be surprised how many people die in situations like this. I'm like, oh, great. You now you're saying it. I'm like, just reinforcing because you made the call, which is good. And yes, like, and, and they're know, like people like will panic and they'll jump overboard and then they'll get hit by the boat and then they'll drown yeah. or you know something will fall on them. You know, if it's a less 
lesser made boat or older boat, the mast could break and crash down. I mean, so many things can go wrong. And the, and the one thing I've learned is, I mean, you're on boat. Like if you wave at somebody when you're on a boat, um, like they wave back at you. Right. So finally everybody's been rescued at this point. They've, you know, docked it and we're driving back or like cruising back on the coast guard boat. Like, and then literally right when we get on the coast guard boat, you start all of a sudden just a storm rolls in and it was like, we were missed it by about 15 minutes from being in a really hairy situation. And the coast guard's like, you're some lucky mofos. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I never thought I'd have to say I've been rescued by the coast guard. But one thing I've learned is when you're on a coast guard boat and you wave at people on other boats, they don't wave back at you. They're delighted. They're just like, look at you. Like what is going on? Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. there's 10 people crammed on with life vests and they're all soaking wet. And they're like, well, I wonder what they did today. And getting back to port, like they dropped us off in like downtown Beaufort instead of because they couldn't make it to the marina because of it was being low tide. Um, and my my uncle's like, God damn it, everybody's gonna know, everybody's gonna know I'm that asshole. So where's the boat? <laughs> so they finally got it out. They went back at 3 a.m., couldn't do anything, and then went back out at four, like 3 p.m. the next day. So I guess 12 hours later, and. Um, basically dug a trench and we're out there for five hours pretty much dredging it out and uh he said i guess since it's a german made sailboat and he put he basically redid the hull over like over the winter it basically only got minor damage somehow like he got super lucky because right. well, that's uh we're glad you're alive Nick. <laughs> yeah. and uh we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back i've got some answers to austin's questions from last week and um yeah, hopefully uh, Nick doesn't do any other dangerous activities this week. Um, you know, Nick, stay alive. We need you. Put him on. Uh, we're gonna pull an insurance policy out on uh, on Nick. Who would have thought that he had the most dangerous weekend? Yeah, hey guys from Pills and Beer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to episode twenty six of Pills and Beer. You're here with your host Craig Conover and Austin Kroll. We are at, coming up to the end of this episode, but I want to kind of discuss a few fan. Uh, we're coming up at the tail end of this episode, but I want to discuss a few listener questions and uh, address some Olympic questions of last week. Uh, Austin did ask me last week what Olympic sport I would play. I, I didn't know until that night right after I watched Austin. I'm going to say that I would I would play um, beach volleyball would be my Olympic sport. Um, yeah, right now that's what I think. I was watching a lot of volleyball. I like volleyball, and that's what I would be. Did you figure out what summer Olympic sport you would play? I mean, that's just so interesting to me. So, so of course, we're asking what Olympic sport that you would play. Do you think – now, part two to that question is do you think that you would excel at that Olympic sport? I mean, of course, no, because we're not an Olympic athlete, but I'm saying that if you train for four years, do you think that Olympic volleyball is something that you could excel at? I mean, I would hope so, but not at an Olympic level. No, these right, right, sorry. Yeah, like, I mean, and volleyball is a sport that you could excel at. How about that? I, I'm good at volleyball. I like volleyball. Like I on the beach, watch. right? If like you know, you and I went to Santi's and we were like, yeah. "What's up, bitches?" and we just started spiking and setting on people that you and I could run a mean tag team tandem. Well, I mean, you are like you know six five and six three, so. I don't think we could do two. I think three on three we'd be great at. Sewing down south has a team in the Santi's league, and so if you oh, want to nice. If you want to come out and play with us, you should. But yeah, my check brother check. my brother has a court in his backyard. There used to be a bartender's league at home. I mean, I enjoy beach volleyball. No, I am not great at it, but good enough to play. Um, okay, all right, so, so my summer sport, my summer sport, my summer sport. 
Uh, I watched a lot of track and field the other day. And honestly, <clears throat> okay, I would be a swimmer. I would want to be on the relay team. I feel like I said that last week. And I feel it's because like it's a team sport. And I want to celebrate with my boys when we pull off the gold. And like, yeah, definitely. That night, ha, what a night that would be. Like, yeah. Olympic Village does not have enough condoms for the damage. Oh, all right. Well, then, <laughs> then this listener said, what neat. So if you had to pick not a mainstream sport, but a little, a niche Olympic sport, um, what would it be? I think ping pong. I mean, I think volleyball is a little niche, but like you so say, you can't pick track or field or swimming, but. Uh, <laughs> um, um, maybe like it is, is because what I was watching yesterday was, the decathlon is oh, that, that niche? Is. yeah i like that you know so it's like long jump and shot put and and Shoot. yeah yes yeah it's it's like super interesting and i didn't even know what all 10 events were on it and i still don't um so what would your theme song be um all i do is win by dj khaled that's pretty good it's a pretty good one uh Blunt, I don't know why blunt blowing just came up in my head from uh, um, And I'm a blunt blowing, polo draw showing. I don't think I could use that in the uh, Olympics, but uh, yeah. But that, you'd certainly be sponsored by polo. Yeah, that's the sound that I'm walking out to to play beach volleyball. Is blunt. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I've. Okay. Is winning silver a nice way of saying you lost? Hell no. You have an Olympic medal. It's a nice way of saying that you're better than hundreds of thousands of people. Like, no. Unfortunately, there was one person in the world that was better than you at what you decided to craft, you know, or, or hone your craft. And you win a silver, and that's like being like, but this is four four years ago or four years later. Like maybe I want no 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 no. You just no, want that's a, silver or that's a bronze. Like one of the healthier things that you've ever said. But it's amazing that it's a nice it's a it's a nice way of saying that there is only one person in the world better at this than me on on this particular day. Let's say that. Yeah, I also. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I, you you know, never know. And nine times out of 10, are you going to beat me in, uh, you know, the high jump? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, I'm certainly not going to lose sleep over it. And we'll be like, Psh, silver medal. Yeah, oh, sure. here's, a, here's a fun listener question. This is one that Shep and I got. This was one of the first hit pieces that were written about Shep and I was we did an interview for New York Fashion Week for Elle magazine years ago. And we just said what, we did what we liked and didn't like about the new looks. And you know, in Fashion Week, the looks are insane. Like they basically dress for shock value. They're not regular clothes and a lot of these things that anyone would ever wear. And so Shep and I were just giving funny answers. And of course, someone wrote a piece about it saying, you know, whatever. I'm not going to give them credit. But this question says, what's a fashion choice girls are doing right now that you hate? Um, oh, geez. I don't know if I want to answer this, um, uh, but what do I hate? Because, because something that I love that is, is, you know, mom jeans. I dig it. Wow. Okay. Over skinny jeans. 
I think that if a girl can rock a high-waisted jean, I am like all about it. Yeah. Austin and I will never cease to be complete opposites <laughs> on everything in the environment. <laughs> well, good. Great. I want us to be honest on here, and I don't think like we have to bring back honesty. We have to bring back honesty. So then so then the thing that you hate is is high-waisted jeans. I don't like high-waisted stuff. <clears throat> like I think I don't know. I don't have a problem with like well fit, like high waisted jeans, but like the bikinis that they like where girls pull it like all the way to their rib cages, I think look weird. That's all. Like they, and they're even the ones that are okay. like very skinny. Okay. I, I like a loose fitting, uh, uh, lighter colored high waisted jean, right? A loose fitting, right? Those are mom jeans. And if, and if you, it could be you, loose fitting and you low. Know, you know, you know, like you can still see. You're like, mm, goodness. I yeah. So I it's love funny, it. Maybe we do unpopular opinions on here too, um, which I've written down a bunch of unpopular opinions. Like, which is it's it'll be funny. Mine are basically around nachos and that I hate nachos, but um, and Austin loves nachos. So okay. So all right. One last question. <sighs> Let's see. This uh, is kind of a funny one. This is kind of a funny one, don't you think? Adam Sandler, yes or no? I mean, for me, yes. I'm easily- Guys, I could make an entire podcast about this, to be honest. This is a this is a hot spot. Craig is saying yes. Sorry to interrupt you, Craig. No, you're you good. Did. I didn't have anything left. But- <clears throat> okay. I, I have so much. I have so much. And I, and I know so many people that <clears throat> are like, oh, Sandler's movies are tough. No, no, no. Sandler's movies <clears throat> are just what they should be. And what they should be is just like a quick little like you pay attention to it. It 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 has exactly you know what it is a beginning, a middle, and an end. Done. End of story. Hour and a half over. You know, move on. His movies have grossed over a billion dollars. Okay, he was on SNL, one of the funniest guys, one of his best buds. You know, David Spade and Chris Farley, my favorite guy ever. Like this man is so talented. It's like so funny to me that somebody could be like Chris Farley, like. Sorry, not not Chris Farley, R.I.P. Legend. But Adam Sandler could could like not be an entertaining guy. Like he is, he does exactly what is advertised, and that is make a movie that you kind of pay attention to, but don't pay attention to, but you can easily pay attention to for an hour and a half. End. Fin. End of story. And those rom coms. The rom coms are great. Adam Sandler is fantastic. I don't like, I don't, there are some that are too stupid to watch. He's done like, like you know, Punch Drunk Love and Spanglish. He has a twin sister. Like, I will never watch that one. You're right, dude. Jack and Jill was awful. But, 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 but at the same time, it's like what was advertised, you know? It didn't try to advertise as anything else other than the fact that it was a shitty little movie where he played his like big boned sister who was obnoxious as all hell that, um, that Al Capone, no, no, Al Capone. Um, what, are your, what are your favorite ones? Oh I mean, it's his like two original are fantastic. Waterboy's great. Yeah, Billy Madison and, and uh, Happy Gilmore. I like when he Water goes to with Jennifer Aniston. I like Blended with... Um, with Just the- so like, you know, Blended is with Drew Barrymore and he also did Fifty First Dates, which is also a really sweet movie. No, I hated it. It was too. How funny. dare you, dude? His brother is, or sorry, her brother is so funny. 
Frodo Baggins. <laughs> okay, Mr. Smarty Pants. He yeah. is funny as shit. He gets caught for juicing and he wears those stupid shirts. It's so funny. And then in the end, she wakes up and that big fat Hawaiian's playing like his ukulele over the rainbow. It's just like, it, it's super sweet. Blended is with Drew Barrymore and that's when they're on safari. And then the one with Jennifer Aniston is just is just go with it. And that's when uh, Br- Brooklyn, Brooklyn Decker is the woman. I mean... I just don't understand. And then there's grown-ups, right? And grown-ups is so stupid, but it's like entertain, like it's like cheesy, dumb comedy. You know, my dad thinks that they're all dumb. And I think that if you think that they're dumb, then you're overthinking it. Yeah. Which That's what I think. My, um, my grandmother hated, uh, uh, Who's the guy in Ace Ventura? But that's a whole nother story. She oh, Jim Carrey. He is fucking amazing. He is All right, so guys. Funny. Well, um, that was episode 26 of Pillows and Beer. We love when you're here. Again, I'm C.A. Conover on Instagram. Austin is Crow the Warrior King. We have, jo- we have Damon John from FUBU and Shark Tank next week. You cannot wait for that interview. Um we send in your questions now for Damon John. We'll do a little short uh, segment where you can ask him whatever you want with business or personal, anything you want. So send yeah, us a question for Damon John. We will be and back. What's up? One last thing. One last thing is that we do want to thank the Fort Macon Coast Guard for do, for rescuing our, our trusty producer, Nick, and safe. delivering him safely back to land. Fort Macon Coast Guard, big, big ups to you guys. Yeah, thank you, Making Coast Guard. Thanks to all the Coast Guard. It's actually the Coast Guard's birthday today, so happy birthday, America. Are you serious? United States Coast Guard. Yes, it is. They've been around since 1790. Happy birthday, the U.S. Coast Guard. And until next week, it's me and Austin at Pills and Beer. We love you all, and we can't meet, and we can't wait to meet as many of you as we can. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Woo-hoo. What's up, Pillows and Beers listeners? I'm Reality Steve. If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor, other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.